Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. To quote the famous Russell Westbrook Hell no. Or. Is it hell yes? Welcome to the Alley Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? So, um, the Utah Jazz put, you know what, we'll, we'll get into that. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just been dealing with uh, moving, so that's a, that's a headache in itself, but for the most part, pretty good, yeah. I, I just got over a cold. So that's why I didn't hit you up to record last week. I was like, eh, I guess we could do it during All-Star break. And I think this is the second time in a row where we waited to record and it's benefited us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I mean, yeah. uh, when I saw it, I was like, oh, good thing we're doing Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the only, so like what I was about to say at the beginning is, that, yeah, the Utah Jazz have officially waived Russell Westbrook, which means by Wednesday, it sounds like he is signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. I um the only thing that I think could stop it at this point would be if like another team that had the cap space to bring him in at this point, which I don't even know if that team exists. <laughs> could be like we'll claim him off waivers. Or, I, I I don't think that team exists. Or he fails a physical. I think he, uh yeah that that get in the way of it. Uh, he fails a physical, or he just straight up changes his mind. <laughs> like that he Wednesday comes around and he's like you know what I saw half a Clippers Twitter and not like the idea that I was coming on to the team I'm not vibing with that I'm just gonna go to Washington yeah I've never seen like such a I don't know polarizing tra- like not even trade sorry such a polarizing like move I'm yeah I've never seen a fan base this split on on yeah. someone and and I think that's like for the most part, I feel like every single Clippers podcast is going to come out with their analytical reasons on how this affects the team and the reasons maybe why it won't work. Whereas I feel like we're going to probably come come uh, we're going <laughs> to approach this from like a feelings eye test perspective on what we think this is going to look like on the team. My personal thoughts on it was it's not really necessarily about Russ. I understand everyone has their feelings about it. This entire fan base for the last year and a half has been talking mad on Russell Westbrook. And to say no one has done it is a complete liar. So if if everyone's like, oh, yeah, I love this move, (laughs) like we, I'm sure everyone's got their own receipts, right? So for both of us, for for example, uh, but I honestly think this move... I'm just going to say it up front and then we'll, I don't know if we'll ever come back to it, but it's less about Russ, but more about Ty. I feel like Ty has set a precedent this year of playing players more than he should. And the bring him, the bring him in, I think a lot of people are just scared that Ty is just going to play him too much. I don't, I don't think anyone would mind if Russ was the 15th guy on our team. Mm-hmm. I think people are just afraid Ty's going to play him too much. Yeah, sorry for cutting you off, but oh, no, I, I like I, I like to bring it up that on the Patreon uh, when we're talking about you know we have a segment where we talk about 
you know, the West Coast rivals for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You know, Russell Westbrook started to like started to like I don't know, touch my heart, you know? Like I was like, he you know, I wouldn't mind having this guy on the team. And you're like, yeah, but you know, if it's a buyout and look at lo, lo and behold, this happened. You know what? Yeah, you know, I think like we've always had that um I think we probably bring it up maybe what four every four months. Like, well, if Russ was on the Clippers and it was a buyout, and you know, because the issue with the Lakers was he was a forty-seven million dollar burden on the roster. Like, it wasn't just having Russ; it was Russ was playing bad, and they on couldn't top of the massive and, contract, and they, yeah. and they couldn't improve the rest of the roster around him. On our end, we're getting this exact same player, and we're basically spending nothing to have him on our team. Now, just, do you do you think yeah. he'll benefit with a better talent around him? Obviously, so, I'm not saying like we're better than eating and LeBron. I think we can we're competitive with them. We're we can compete with them, but our, our record says eating LeBron. Our record says we're better than them against the Lakers the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he has some familiarity with some of the players, PG and no, Eric Gordon, Ro- Rocco as well. Roko as well, yeah. So there's some chemistry there that's already coming in. Uh, Kawhi signed off on it. Uh, Ty, Kawhi, and Paul George have all said they wanted a point guard. They're technically getting their point guard. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest where the, where some of the split is coming from is what does this mean for the players that I wouldn't say are margin players in the rotation, but are probably margin starters. And like players, like what does this mean for Eric Gordon? What does this mean for Terrence Mann? Does this mean Marcus Morris is not going to play as much? Does it mean we're going to have Marcus Marcus Morris still play the amount of minutes he's playing, but now we have Russ instead of Mann? It's, I think it's, I and I think like um, our fan base is just a little nervous about like yeah. how this is going to look moving forward. Yeah, rightly so. I think it would have been a lot. I think it would have been some comfort in knowing that we had a, like more games to play, but unfortunately the runway short mm-hmm. and, you know, takeoff is coming up soon. And the, basically the room for error is really low, especially with the West being as competitive as it is right now. And, um, and to your point, sorry for interrupting, but no, I, no. I, to, to, to your point is that might benefit if the rust experience doesn't look good, that might be, give Ty and the Clippers a reason to just straight out bench him and just beg it's not working. We tried it, but we don't have a lot of room to experiment. So we're going to let's see how it looks and then bench him. I think a lot of people doubt that's going to happen, but I, I think that's a possibility since he's not $47 billion of your team's budget. Mm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I kind of think back to like, uh, Rondo, right during the playoffs against the Suns, you know he would play him, and we and you and I will always text like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Right, like, right. why is he playing him? And it's just like him treating Rondo as the veteran point guard and giving the minutes because he feels like he deserves it. But in reality, he didn't. Um, there's more deserving point guards that can come in there and play, com- be competitive. Um, you know, he had a couple of good games. He had a couple of minutes where he looked pretty good, but for the most part, he was just awful on the offensive side. Um, but you know, Russ, I think it's a little bit different. You mentioned it. Um, he brings athleticism to the team. He can rebound. Yeah, there is option. Not only does he rebound, he 
is a great rebound rebounder. He plays so, with a lot of tenacity as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, take it what you will. I think it's a double-edged sword. People can say that he has a lot of huge ego ego, and we've seen that before, but he does bring a lot of tenacity, a lot of fire to the team, to a team that doesn't really have a lot of emotions. Yeah. Um, so you know, that could be positive. Um there's some things that can go right, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. <laughs> and, and and that's a lot of I think pressure on a buyout guy, it seems, you know, but I yeah. think Maybe we're wrong, and you could tell me if maybe I'm far-fetched on this, and I'm sure there'll be comments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is Russ the most high-profile buyout player in NBA history at this point? Like, you can maybe make the case that LaMarcus Aldridge? You know, I know there's Blake Griffin. Was that last year or the year before? But it's... um. But he wasn't uh, averaging, like, 18 game, like eighteen points a game that season. Like, this season, he's averaging, like, 18 points. Yeah, he wasn't a six-man candidate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, like, analytically, you could go down the rabbit hole and, and see every reason why Russ wouldn't fit. But I, I do think he's a high profile. And I think maybe that's why people are nervous. Like, when we did our last episode, I said, I'd rather bring in someone who's not going to change the rotation whatsoever it's just basically a player we're going to keep to hang out there Mm -hmm. uh but russ if he's coming onto the team he's certainly going to play it's just how much he plays i think is going to be the issue but i'm i'm in the camp of just let's let's wait it out and see like you know i'm not mad at it i'm not in love with it i'm still in the camp that i'd rather have russell westbrook than patrick beverly and Patrick Beverly ended up going to Chicago. Uh, so I know I know you were in the Russ camp a long time. So I'll I'll give you the floor to uh display your enjoyment. Um <laughs> if this works out, I'm a little like a f-ing genius, but I hope <laughs> I, I hope it does. So um I think he could bring a lot to this team. Um you know, we've we mentioned it several times, along with some podcast um, guests, that the team lacked athleticism. Right? Mm-hmm. They they lacked that burst. And John Wall brought that, but he wasn't athletic. Right? He couldn't finish at the rim like Russell Westbrook can. I think Russell Westbrook can still dish it out. I think he has a he has a good supporting cast in this team that will help him. Um, it's just my biggest concern right now is in crunch time. Like, you know, I, I, that, and then along with what you just mentioned earlier about Ty Lu mm-hmm. and his three guard lineups and like playing players that, you know, that shouldn't be on the court for too long. That, that, get, that has me, that has me concerned. And I'm also just tired of excuses, <laughs> to be honest. Like they, they wanted a point guard, PG, Morris, Ty. They all kept on whining about it. You know, even our motto says no excuses for this the season. I feel like we've been making a lot of excuses. Well, you know, here you go. Here's your point guard. Lawrence Frank didn't want him. He was on the record for saying he didn't want him. This is mm-hmm. clearly a push from the star players. Yeah. And Not so, just star players, some role players. Role <laughs> players, too. <laughs> I'm like, uh, why, why are they speaking up? But all right. I'm sure Kawhi finally signed off on it, and then that's when it, that's when it finally moved moved forward. But, do, you, do you think Kawhi was just like, 
annoyed that he had to take time out of his like day to go just have a chat with Russell Westbrook. And he's just like, man, I really don't, you know, I'm cool with it. Just, I'd rather not go. And then he finally <laughs> goes and he's like, man, we just had a chat about basketball on my week off. <laughs> like, all right, like I, I would be sure he could have been like, yeah, can this, this could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, we could have, we could have done this over zoom, but, um, all right, yeah, sure. If you guys want it, hey Lawrence, it's fine. <laughs> like, like Lawrence saying, calls Kawhi. He's like, is it cool if we get Russ? And Kawhi's like, it's fine. I don't care. And then he hangs up. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so. To your point, though, Lawrence Frank and I believe Ty Lue gave Russell Westbrook a very defined role on the team, like, and Russell apparently agreed to it. Mm-hmm. There was two reports that came out. One. I believe it was from Law Murray. Well, it was in his tweet. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's Law Murray. Uh, that there's an expectation that he could eventually become the starter. That doesn't mean he's going to start by this Friday, but he eventually could be the starter. Then Andrew Greif came out with an LA Times article that said there is no guarantee that he's going to be a starter. So there's already a difference of how this conversation with Russ or whatever may be interpreted, which hopefully it doesn't backfire this to me does seem like a why not probably he do, do you believe he's the best player available in the bio market i would assume so i i choose him over pat bev i'll be honest so, so this is a clippers attempt to get there's just the best player available in the bio market he if Ty Lu could bench Raja Rondo in the Western Conference Finals, then maybe he could bench Russ if it gets down to it. I think we, like I said, we have we all have our doubts about it, but at the same time, like I feel like there's no like financial thing. Like the the worst case scenario is that what you create friction in the locker room and Paul George gets upset. Well, the off seasons, <laughs> the, the the off seasons around the corner, we could address it then. It's like you name the worst possible situation as like a non, like non, well, non well, big I, deal. I, well, I think, like you said, like there's no excuses. I think we're all at this point where it's like Paul George has brought in his friends on numerous occasions. One worked out kind of two years ago and last year, but it was it wasn't really working this year, and one for sure wasn't working this year. And John and John mm-hmm. Wall. We ended up liking one more than the other, but they're both gone. It seemed like he was frustrated by it. We're bringing in another one of his friends. At this point, unless we go get cat in the cat in the off season, we're probably past the point of bringing in Paul George's friends anymore. I don't know how many more friends he has left in the NBA. I'm just going to put it that way. So, he needs to stop being a likable guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop being so friendly, dude. Um, I do think this is Lawrence Frank's like, fine, we're going to get your guy, like you mentioned. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. We're not we're not going to be compelled to bring in anybody else. And if that upsets you, we're already in a make or break, this is the end of the window type part of the season anyway. So we could revisit the two one three era at the end of the offseason if Paul George is really that upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think Paul George really wants to be a Clipper. I think Kawhi wants to be a Clipper. They might not want to be a Clipper together, but they want to be Clippers. So I think this two one three era is going to stick around as long as until one of them decides that they're moving on. Mm-hmm. If Russ has the greatest second half of the season of his career and then we end up signing him to too much money, that's a thing that could happen. 
this is literally a 20 game experiment of like what the, these two stars have an influence on the players we bring in. Yeah. No, I and, totally agree with that. And with the Phoenix Suns getting Kevin Durant and the Nuggets playing as well as they are, the Clippers kind of are in a position where like as long as they don't flame out in the playoffs there's still something about the season that they can maybe take away from it from a positive note but if they flame out in the po- in the playoffs after this whole controversy with this Russell Westbrook and this trade deadline situation yeah this offseason could be pretty interesting so there is a lot riding on this Russell Westbrook thing but I also feel like it could get to the point like 18, 20 games from now or in the middle of the first round. If Ty sees something he doesn't like, he'll just bench him. <laughs> and then it's yeah. basically the same guys we've been rocking with. I was even making the point of like, this is probably not going to happen. But I was like, what if like, you know, it gets to the point where Russ isn't helping the team. It's not working out. It's the day before the season ends. You could just cut him and just rock with 14 players in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Hell, make mm-hmm. Musa or Nate Darling uh, a, a contracted player before the playoffs start, if you want. Like, if it becomes a, a toxic situation that fast, and within twenty games it becomes that toxic, you can just cut them. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. This is the beauty of getting a buyout guy, right? You can you can escape this easily. Mm-hmm. There 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 is an emergency escape hatch on this. It's mm-hmm. just whether or not it comes down to, I think ultimately Ty Lue, like you, like you, you alluded to, like it's it's up to him to be the coach. Yeah. Well, the season hasn't really given us a lot of confidence in that, right? With how long he kept on riding with John Wall, with Reggie Jackson running them to the ground. So I, I don't know. It's just him just continuing to experiment or forcing something to happen that, or forcing something to work that clearly wasn't. Um, hopefully that like you said, that goes away for the playoffs. And he starts to see, like, hey, you know what? Russ isn't cutting it, he's not playing well right now. I'm gonna take him out, put team in. Yeah. Um I would I, w- I would prefer if we kept Russ on the bench and let T Man start the show that because the, the 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 Terrence Man starting lineup has worked. It it has. I feel like I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like last season we saw the same thing. We saw like a couple of games where it worked, and then we saw a couple of games where it didn't. With Terrence and, you know, Mann or just yeah, with Terrence Mann at the point guard position. I uh, think that's when Reggie Jackson got hurt, and we started playing T Man. That was when we traded Eric Bledsoe for that period of time, and then Terrence Mann was quote unquote the backup point guard, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, but this time around there's Kawhi and Paul George, and Paul George is kind of the main ball handler, anyways. So it's like tight. Terrence Mann is quote unquote the point guard in the lineup, but he plays off ball a lot. So it's not it's it's like last last year when Terrence Mann did have to play point guard, is he legit had to play point guard because he was also playing with role players and everyone had to play the role. Um so the lineup has worked. The Clippers have been playing well. I know me and you um may differ on how the new guys have been looking, and I guess we could get into that now. Well, uh, I shouldn't say okay. So my 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 text makes me seem very negative. I do believe <laughs> these guys are positives. Um, it's just to me, it's 
it's not enough. I, I feel like it's not enough to does, make it out in the West. Does that does that change your opinion with the new wrestle thing, or does it stay the same with the new wrestle thing? Uh I don't know, man. Like I feel like Russell Westbrook, if he fits well, I feel like if he could it's a lot of ifs, right? If we're if, we're, if we're it, basic this this whole podcast is basically like trying like, to try to talk around a hypothetical. It, it it can be the hypothetical podcast. There we go. Yeah. The hypothetical episode. But you know, if if he can find his role, Ty Lu can we can trust Ty Lu with his minutes. And just put him in a position to succeed. I think they're. I think he could help us. I think he could help us to get pretty far. Um, but it's just a lot of what ifs, right? So if the if the Phoenix Suns did not get Kevin Durant, would you feel like what we did was enough to be yes. in the conversation? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so so it's clearly the fact that we didn't do enough to compete with the Phoenix Suns this season. Now right. we did set ourselves up to make a splash in the off season. So if we totally yeah, just if, if we if we have a decent playoff run we make an offseason move to compete with the suns next year we might have a different opinion yeah but you don't feel like adding eric gordon bones and mason plum will you compete with the suns at this point yeah you, you could right. be honest with that. okay M- my thought process to this and I, I i might be putting a lot of weight on this the, the beautiful thing about the playoffs is that you don't have to beat every good team you just have to beat some good teams <laughs> like so if the nuggets stay in the first seed which is looking like it's going to happen i don't see anybody catching up to them and the phoenix suns get the fourth seed they're going to have to meet in the second round so when we get to the if if we were to get to the western conference finals we were to beat the memphis grizzlies or something like that and we were to get to the Western Conference Finals, we'd play the winner of the Suns versus the Nuggets. So I do think it's important for the Clippers to get that third seed mm-hmm. and, and to keep the Suns at four and five. I think that's important for the Clippers. We're only a game behind the third place team. We play a lot of these teams. If if the Clippers can make a run at it and get the second seed, cool. That even solidifies their, their shot at not necessarily have to play the Suns unless the Suns go to third, then we're playing the Suns in the second round. <laughs> but also it could be that the Clippers stay around four or five, the Suns stay around four or five, and we play the Suns in the first round. And if we knock out the Suns in the first round, which is, you know, with Katie and them, it's it's a scary sight. But yeah. If it's if a, if it all goes well. And we, we, we become able... a scary team and we have momentum that goes into the next round. And that's and then, a huge momentum that it's really hard to calm down. And then we just need to be the Grizzlies and the Nuggets possibly. And I'm not saying that's a small feat, but we got rid of probably the scariest team in the first round. Right. So this, this is what I feel like the trade deadline did and possibly the Russell Westbrook thing did is it keeps us in the conversation. And I believe the conversation is important. And I, I feel like I'm about to go on a tangent right now that maybe should be better suited for the offseason. But I'm going to say it right now. As Clipper fans, I really do think we take the conversation for granted. If we were to become a lottery team because we we ended up trading everybody and we got draft picks, it's 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 really difficult to be invested in your team on a weekly basis as much as we have been 
when your team goes like two and 15 over a 16 game stretch and you're looking at college players and G league players trying to figure out or which international athlete you could draft just to end up realize just to end up not getting them because you didn't get the lottery spot or something like that. Like, and especially if we trade our guys, we're going to be dependent on how those teams do in the draft for us to even have draft picks. Right. I think the conversation's important. It keeps us relevant. Like, especially for this podcast, dude. Imagine if we were the Spurs right now. We would <laughs> this this podcast would, would be difficult to do on a weekly basis during the season. Uh so like the fact that we're com- like we're frustrated that we're not a championship team at this point when we thought we were week one, but we're still in the conversation. I think it's really good for our fans to like really like appreciate this because dark days could be coming and like keep in mind like we're not the only team like imagine being a brooklyn nets fan right now <laughs> like you you're in fourth place you you thought your team was rolling and all of a sudden it's great that you have bridges but you're not in the conversation anymore imagine being yeah. a hawks fan and you're in the easter conference finals two years ago and now you're barely keeping the team together after you got a star in the offseason mm-hmm. you know so no, I, I totally get your point. You know, there, there's there's something to be grateful about having a really competitive team and always being considered for free during free agencies for any star player. But um, you know, there's some also like something to look forward to when you have a young rebuilding team. I, that's what I feel about the Nets. I feel like they're going to become a really fun team to watch. Uh, whether or not they win a lot of games is going to be different. But you know, give something fans to be excited about. But you know, we're talking about being grateful and stuff like that. <laughs> that was a good that was a good segue because i could tell you yeah. like uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna counter this <laughs> yeah, no, no 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 just I, I i really feel like the toxicity is brewing within this fan base and it's and it's 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 sad like we we were like wishing for a downfall like oh we want this to be like we want this to be a debacle you know we want this to fall apart in reality we we're just instead of just hoping right let's mm. let's hope that this works out because yeah you know, there might, like you said, there might not be a next season where the two and three we're, 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 we're rebuilding. Who knows? Who knows? Lowen Frank may say, you know, Paul George, we'll give you what you want. But if you don't show me that you can produce and we get to the Western Conference final with every giving you everything you wanted, then clearly you guys just are not built for this. And they just go, bam, rebuild. Yeah. Like I, I, I mentioned to a couple of friends, I was like, if Kawhi and if Kawhi gets to the playoffs, healthy and strong like he plays really well and he's healthy but we still flame out in the playoffs like in the first or second round paul george's sea is pretty warm i'm not saying it's hot but it's pretty warm if Kawhi gets hurt and pg plays well but we lose in the first or second round Kawhi is hot Kawhi seat is hot but pg still stays warm like i don't think it saves paul george's situation especially with what just happened the russell westbrook stuff and him speaking out after the trade mm-hmm. line which is in my opinion i don't mind him speaking out about russell westbrook but i do think it's a little it could come across a little um because we haven't done a podcast since he, he had that interview or that post game thing mm-hmm. and it could come across as like him not having faith in terrence man it could come across as like he's not giving these new guys that they just traded for a chance before and he's already clamoring for a player they don't have uh, that could have been considered tampering if, like, the Utah Jazz kept him. Like, this this whole thing, that whole thing became, like, a like I'm pretty sure a headache for Lawrence Frank. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then there's pressure from probably Balmer. There's pressure from your players to keep them happy. And so there's a lot riding on this. And it's a shame that there's a lot riding on a buyout player. Like it shouldn't, he should, he should be complimenting the team, not being the example used to say if X, Y, and Z is working or not. Like, so that's why I kind of hoped we were just going to get some nobody guy to be our 15th guy, but we got Russell Westbrook and, you know, I hope it works out. He's turnover prone. He's not the greatest defender and he's not a good shooter, but he does other things well too. And we have players on our team that could do those things that he can't do. Now, did it work for John Wall? Did it work for Rondo? No. Did it work for Eric Bledsoe? Maybe. Not really. I can it work? This. Yeah, but will it work for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> but just maybe. Yeah, it work for those other teams. No, but it could work for us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not the first triple double he gets. I'm getting Westbrook jersey. Just saying. <laughs> and, you know, he could easily get that. He'll get that in a game we lose by twelve. You know, it's <laughs> it, it's. It's one of those things where it's like, but he was on a team on the Lakers where he was the third guy that he had to kind of be that person. Like, who was it going to be? Was it going to be Troy, Troy Brown? Like, who who else was it going to be? Like, was it going to be the other 57-year-old dudes they had on the team last year? You know? So who else was it going to be if it wasn't going to be Russell Westbrook? This team is deep enough where if Russell Westbrook understands that his career is now at a humbling moment, then maybe he could be like, you know what? I'll take this role. I'm going to come off the bench. I'm just going to facilitate. I'm going to drive to the basket, you know, I'm not going to do more than, than I should, or, you know, I'm just going to do what's asked of me. That's it. And, and, and I know we shouldn't care about this, but maybe he's petty enough to prove that he can make this work. And the Lakers wouldn't try to make it work. (laughs) You know, like, <laughs> uh, and I, I think I brought that up at some point. I forgot when it was like, we got to count on him being petty enough to be like, you know what? I'm going to accept my role in the Clippers and I'm going to do exactly what they ask. You know, we're not going to have a toxic locker room at all. And we're going to win a championship because I was a good team player when he was the exact opposite on the Lakers. <laughs> you know, so um, we'll see. I like to think we don't have Reggie Jackson anymore. Him and Reggie Jackson were not friends, I don't think. Because I was about to say, like, well, we have good vibes on the team, but I, I feel like those good vibes are now in Denver. Yeah, I uh, think Reggie Jackson felt like he was starting point guard like material, and that's why he wanted a trade to Detroit. And then ever since then, they kind of went at it whenever they played against each other. But you know what? Like, to your point, what Russell Westbrook brings to this team, he's the same guy when uh, everybody left OKC that he... Whenever they played the Warriors, he brought it every night, even if they lost. He was like he 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 competed, and he will continue to compete. Is he as good as he used to be? Probably not, but he doesn't have yeah. to if, he, if he's the fifteenth guy on our roster. If he's the twelfth guy in our rotation, yeah. And I totally remember when it was like, uh, dude, this feels so long ago. But you know when LKC went against the Heat, you know in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they were down. I, I forgot what game it was. I think it was like game four. 
and you could just see KD already checked out. Like, and yeah. it was Russell Westbrook giving it all, right? Along with James Harden. So uh, you can only hope that works out for us. Hey, if, it, if we win the chip with this, it makes it even sweeter, right? Because Russell Westbrook gets his revenge tour. Uh, he shows that he still has value. It's the biggest, the big middle finger to to Lakers, and that's what we want. We want big middle fingers, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do like big middle fingers. <laughs> uh, also, like he's the type of player that if we look analytically, he's going to probably have like a minus two or so in a game, right? It's going to be like a minus two, but he's gonna you're going to watch the eye test from the set, the three hundred section, right? And it's going to look, you're going to see positive things on the court. He's going to find Paul George open. He's going to find Kawhi on a break. You know, he's he's going to do some good things. Maybe him and Terrence Mann will be really good with each other on the court or something like that. You know, maybe him driving to the, because the thing is, like you said with the John Wall thing, and a lot of people are going to, a lot, we're going to hear some Clippers podcasts where they're basically going to say they're the same player. Um, Russell does finish at the basket, I feel, a little better. Like, probably analytically, it's going to be roughly the same. Who knows? But he's he is going to make defenses pinch the paint. And then our team's going to swing it. The only concern I'd have is once it swings back to Russell, do we want him taking that shot? But we'll see. Maybe, maybe he'll make him. <laughs> maybe he won't. But so um, like no, don't do it, right? <laughs> it's my time uh, to shine. <laughs> uh, before we head out, uh, when we gain a Bruin, we lose a Bruin. Moses Brown's no longer on the team. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how sad are you? <laughs> so I forgot he was on the team. <laughs> yeah, Mason Plumley kind of will do that to you, right? <laughs> um. We got Nate Darling, who we've been advocating on the Ontario Clips Forum, which if you want to listen to Ontario Clips Forum, it's on our Patreon. We do it. We we didn't do it a couple weeks ago, but we pretty much do it weekly. And so now he's on. We, he gets a he, shot. Hopefully. He gets a shot. He, he'll probably suit up, hopefully in a game or so. He's going to for sure suit up in those games at the end of the season where we sit everybody. So my, my favorite thing about Nate Darling is that like he based on the amount of volume he's shot in the G league. And obviously he's not like a, you know, past star player out of his prime. That's in the G league or something like that, or a veteran that's out of his prime mm-hmm. playing down there. That feels like he has the right to shoot that many shots. This guy shoots that many shots mm-hmm. anyway down there. So I'm hoping that confidence kind of goes in there. Um, for Ty Lue, Cause you know, obviously Ty Lue always wanted Luke Kennard to shoot the shot. Mm-hmm. He has to say it sometimes, so hopefully Nate Darling doesn't do that, and he Tyler takes a liking to him and gives an opportunity. And speaking of Luke and I, are afraid to shoot the shot. Um, you slid into your DM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Gordon and Bones Highland are not afraid to shoot, and they've already shown that, and it's already yeah. a, a a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I, that's why I said I wasn't like I wasn't against. I I didn't hate the move. I just really felt like it wasn't enough to propel us over the suns um hopefully i was about to say something bad not hopefully but three out of the four suns stars are all injury prone if we were to meet them in the playoffs there's a decent chance one of them doesn't play and then they just come back to earth where they were before 
Yeah, well, we had two injuries. <laughs> injury you know, starts. Yeah, <laughs> so like we're 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 right there with them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so another note: uh, Paul George was at the All Star game. I don't. I I have no interest in the All Star game at all. I didn't even watch it, dude. I didn't I, watch it either. I saw a highlight and it was pretty lackluster. I'm not gonna lie. I love Paul George and everything, but they showed like one where no one played defense and he went for a layup or something. <laughs> <laughs> I. I uh, <laughs> I believe the last of us was on around like at least the second half. And I was, and I was like, I'd w- rather watch the last of us. So oh, I totally, I totally, I totally agree with that. So can't knock you for that one. I don't even think anyone in the Clippers can knock you for that one. Yeah. I don't think so either. Uh, check the condor though. Dabbed up, uh, Dame Lillard in the all-star game, uh, future Clipper. Uh, maybe, but he also dabbed up uh, Twenty One Savage, future Clipper. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. We're gonna have some, when, when we when we get our, when we go all in on a third star next year, we're gonna have some roster spots available. I think Nate Darling gets a spot, Twenty One Savage gets a spot, and Chuck's just gonna have to suit up. <laughs> Chuck the Condor is just gonna have to suit up. <laughs> like he, well, Chuck the Condor is only like what. He's less than a decade old. I think he could. I think he could play on a two way. I think he could hoop, dude. I think. He, I think. He could yeah, hoop. I've I've seen him do some trampoline dunks. Yeah, seriously, watch him do like uh like the alley oop from like Wade and LeBron. <laughs> 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 so yeah, next year we're gonna have some roster spots available. I don't. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised. Savage. Twenty one. Twenty. That's his intro. <laughs> like, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna see uh in the in the offseason like all these players that uh everyone wants the Clippers to sign and then we sign twenty one Savage instead and everyone's just gonna go on <laughs> basketball reference. With J. Cole. <laughs> yeah, and just and just break down why analytically twenty one Savage is not <laughs> his per thirty six sucks or something. <laughs> and it was a bad Clippers move. <laughs> uh, just like <laughs> he averages like three twenty one twenty one twenty ones. <laughs> I know, I know you don't listen to 21 Savage songs, but he always does that in his song. You go 21, 21. <laughs> I, I've right. been playing with the Sharpie this whole this entire podcast, and I didn't realize it was open and I have ink all over my hands now. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what happens when you have Russell Westbrook, right? So you, you, get, ex- you get excited, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I'll check your notes, make sure we got to everything. Uh, you, can, you, you can find our podcast. That- Checks an empty notebook. <laughs> yeah, I I have I I put a tiny I put a tiny post-it on my laptop before every podcast. I write down everything we're gonna do, and it's just like uh four four bullet points of like stuff that we should bring up. Uh, uh, let me let me read that. Let me read that. I just saw right now. I just saw Russ, new guys, PG All Star, Nate Dar. <laughs> 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 on the smallest post-it, dude. Like, no, no sub notes, no nothing. You just. <laughs> I like yeah, it, man. I like it. And that's the only clips for him. Yeah. You can, um, you can find our podcast where you find your podcast. You can find us on, at. Oh, you can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. Uh, Jesse, tell people about the Patreon. Guys. What can you do with three dollars? It's like an ad, right? I always <laughs> like that when I tell you, you always start with like guys, <laughs> like, 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 it's a, right. like, like it's a like a like a scheme of some sort, like, you know, like a corridor <laughs> scheme, or like you're trying to sell supplements, a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Just, if you buy one 
Patreon subscription a month and you recommend it to another friend, you get that half off. You do enough, you get it for free. No, you could get this trophy and this championship belt and stuff like that and your picture on this wall. And uh, yeah. You know, or you, you could get this diamond ring once you get this many subscribers to follow you. I almost got sucked into a pyramid scheme. I went close. to a, I went to a meeting one time, and halfway through it, I was like, because my friend brought me to it, and I and like a part of me like halfway through wanted to be like, hey, you know this is a pyramid scheme, right? Like, and then my <laughs> my friend was like super into it, <laughs> and I didn't want to hurt his feelings because like his friend brought us there. But then afterwards, they were asking me a bunch of questions like, oh, how do I feel? Am I vibing with it? And I was like, <laughs> hey, can you explain to me how this is not a pyramid scheme first? Because I just don't want to be part of one. And then they couldn't do it. <laughs> and I was like, how do you not get that question more often? <laughs> like, You should have your setup. You know, if they had their setup, they could have got me to like buy in for a month or something. But like they, <laughs> they didn't even try to dispute me. I had like the funniest story, like uh, well, funny, funny to me. Hopefully, the people enjoy it. <laughs> they might have tuned out right, right <laughs> when we say good things about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, think once we do the whole like, and that was the only clips for him. People know like the, what the rest of the podcast is going to sound like, so they're like, you know what, All right, I could, I could click this off. So they're not hearing our wonderful pyramid scheme stories. Well, well I, I, I hope those people that do, I hope they hear this one. So my friend's father fell into a pyramid scheme where it was like a cell phone company. Or a cell phone service company, and basically you get people to sign up to to be a part of it, and if you get enough, you get pretty much your cell phone service free, right? Well, no one's buying it. He tried getting me into it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, and then like one time I asked him, he like, hey. <laughs> I, uh, we were like, I don't know what we were doing. I think we we're on a camping trip. And like we got like a flat tire, <laughs> he has no service whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, it was the shittiest service possible, but yeah. Um, but yeah, this isn't a pyramid scheme, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's $30 for a Patreon subscription to LA Clips Forum where we cover other things outside of the LA Clippers, like we go into depth, as we mentioned earlier, about the Western Conference rivals. Um, Lakers, they got a little bit better, but. Is it enough? Uh, we have the Suns. We have uh, we have Denver Nuggets. You know all these other teams that are just barking at the bit. So let's see what happens. Uh, we also cover the G League team. Where if you heard us praise, we kind of talked about Nate Darling, how he how he's been playing really well, and how we wanted him on the on the Clippers, and now he has a shot. So hopefully he gets it. But you could have been on the wave before anyone else. Everyone was saying, "Who is Nate Darling?" You could have been. I know who Nate Darling is, and mm-hmm. I've been a stand for a while now. Ima- imagine, like, they heard his name for the first time on our podcast, and then they were like, yeah, they didn't give us any analytical background on the guy, but we know he exists on a team, and now he's on the regular team. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that that in itself was a, a great, great way to describe the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, guys, it's just $3. Um, for those who have subscribed, we appreciate the support. Uh, it means a lot. It helps us kind mm-hmm. of cover the basics of, you know, supporting yeah. this podcast. And, you know, we also love the engagement from Twitter. Uh, we saw an emergency podcast from someone and they included us along with a lot of other LA Clip, great LA Clips forum. Yeah, LA Clips forum, sorry. 
uh, LA Clippers uh, podcast. And, you know, we appreciate that. It means that, you know, people are listening and we love that. Uh, Uh, So thank you guys. Yeah, we appreciate everyone being in the rotation. Uh, Or we appreciate being in everyone's podcast rotation. I should put that. Yeah. There's there's millions of podcasts in the world. And um, because you know what, Jesse? I was just thinking about this. You know, our listeners could literally be doing anything with their time. (laughs) But they're spending it with us. And we appreciate that. Uh, thank you for hearing about Russell. Think about thank you for hearing about the new guys. Check special notes. PG All Star <laughs> and Nate Darling and uh, and Pyramid Schemes. Uh, <laughs> we're out later. <laughs>